Hey, everybody, and welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This podcast is centered around discussions with students from the School of Communications, and we take you inside some of their experiences, opportunities, and aspirations. On today's episode, host Chris Rausch interviews Jonathan Sweeney, a senior film, television, and media arts major. Jonathan is the host of the One of 20 podcast, where he discusses his rare genetic disorder that only 20 people in the world have. He also discusses his experience interning for the Late Late Show in Los Angeles and working with Qthon. My name is Mike Bachman, and I'm the producer of the show. I'm also a graduate student in Quinnipiac School of Communications. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. On Common Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch, Dean of the School of Communications. Hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to Uncommon Grounds. This is a podcast about students at the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. My name is Dean Chris Rausch. And joining us today is Jonathan Sweeney. Jonathan is majoring in film, television, and media arts. Jonathan, thank you for joining the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Jonathan, let's get get very meta here. Since this is a podcast, let's talk about your podcast. Why did you decide to start a podcast this semester? Definitely. So I've wanted to start a podcast for a long time, I think, during quarantine, a lot of people wanted to start podcasts. I think it was a good outlet to like, as a form of escapism, but I never really knew what I wanted to talk about. And then it all began when I made a TikTok video about my medical condition. I have a rare genetic disorder that only 20 people in the world have. I got diagnosed back in 2019 and I'm not really shy about it, but I necessarily wouldn't go out of my way to talk about it. But after posting this video on TikTok and getting almost 2 million views, people were interested. People were asking me questions. People were curious. So I figured if I had this many people asking me, why not start a podcast? I didn't expect it. I don't expect it to be the number one trending podcast in the world, but if I could reach a few hundred people, even a thousand people from Lucky and talk about my medical condition, my daily life with my medical condition, and then talk about other medical conditions that people have and the struggle, because I feel like there's a stigma behind chronic illness. One person asked me, they were like, you look normal. And I said, absolutely, I do look normal, but not all illnesses are visible. And I think that really inspired me to start my podcast. And I'm lucky enough to have the School of Communications that has a podcast studio and was so supportive and was able to get me um, on the ground running. Okay, let's just stop right here. You got 2 million views on TikTok? Just about. I think it was like 1.5 million or something. That's incredible. <laughs> I know. I was so surprised because I got like the video for like two weeks was only like 5,000 views and I was blown away. And then I kept getting ding, 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 ding. People are commenting, people are liking. And then I went to bed one night and then I got 100,000 views, went to bed the next night, 200,000 views. And for about a month, I kept going up by like 100,000 views, 50,000 views. I was floored away. Do you know how this happened? Was it linked on something else or? TikTok is very, it's an interesting app. They have an interesting algorithm. Sometimes they'll shadow ban you, which means like they won't show your views at all. But other times if it starts to gain traction and if it starts to like grab attention, they'll just keep showing it all over the world, which I think is insane. It's more of a 
personalized YouTube, I feel like. And I was just so blown away because I know other people who go to Quinnipiac and like friends of mine who've had the same experience. Sometimes their videos stay in the millions or other times they're just a one hit wonder. And so on your podcast, what are you talking about this rare disease or, or what all you, you've been talking about on your podcast? So I talk about myself. So how I structure it is usually the first part of the podcast, I'll talk about myself, things that I'm going through, challenges I'm facing with my condition, um, successes I'm facing of how I'm navigating daily life. And then I'll usually have a special guest. Things I've talked about is I've had a friend on who has ulcerative colitis. Um, I had another guest on who had diabetes because I have hypoglycemia and a lot of people mistake hypoglycemia for diabetes. So we had like a 45 minute conversation about the difference between diabetes and hypoglycemia. Other things down the line I plan to talk about are migraines, asthma, uh, because I suffer from both of those. And I think it's just really for me opening up a conversation and having a dialogue about my medical issues, but also other people's medical issues. How easy or how hard was it to start a podcast for you? It was difficult in a sense, because structuring the podcast, being your own, being your host and producing the podcast simultaneously, isn't necessarily the easiest thing. I know bigger podcasts, they have a whole team, but I also think it's really challenging and rewarding being able to create something from beginning to end and saying, I did that. I structured the episode, I executed the episode, and then I produced the episode. So I think as challenging as it is, and sometimes you just don't want to sit in front of a computer screen for six hours and edit little things, make promotional content, run an Instagram, run a Twitter, at the end of the day, when your content comes out, it's absolutely so rewarding. Jonathan, one of the other things that I've always been struck about you is that when you went through our QU and LA program, you interned on the Late Late Show with James Corden. How did you get that internship? It's not this like amazing story that everybody thinks it is. So I found this website. I was going crazy over the summer before I went to LA, applying for internships left and right, applying for production internships, applying for development. I even applied for a few journalism ones. And the Late Late Show, they were very, I don't want to say secretive. They were very confidential about their interview process just because they're kind of a bigger name. And I applied. I really didn't think much of it. I just was like, I have to keep plugging away. I have to keep chugging away. And then they emailed me and they were like, you got an interview. And I was like, fantastic. Like I was so excited. I was so honored just to even be considered, did the interview. And then I got it. And I like was so shocked. I was like, I can't believe like there were probably so many people that applied for it. Um, and it was honestly the best experience I've had. It was a very homey experience. Like I didn't feel like an intern. They really wanted me to learn and they wanted me to apply what I've learned in film school to the internship. And most importantly, they just wanted me to have fun and prepare me for my career and make connections and just be able to have that internship experience at a big late night show. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Carpool karaoke. What what what's your go-to song? Ooh, that's a hard one. And 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 you got to pick a song that you think James is going to really bop along to as well. When he did Single Ladies with Michelle Obama, I was pretty impressed. I loved that. <laughs> 
he went to England with Paul McCartney. I think that was my all-time favorite. I don't exactly remember what song he did. But that was just really iconic. That was their go-to, like when they were showing the audience carpool karaoke. Um, that was their go-to video because it's Paul McCartney. Um, and it is not on a tow truck. There is the conspiracy theory. The paparazzi took a photo of James on a tow truck. He actually does drive the car. It was just for, I think it was like Justin Bieber. I don't know exactly what happened, but he was on a tow truck, but every other one he um, is driving himself. Did you see his response to the, uh, the, the whole tow truck? Yes. Scandal, <laughs> for lack I of a better term. Yes, I think that was like literally right after I left, people were asking me about it. They were like, does he do it? Does he do it? Unfortunately, I didn't get to help with any of that because I only did live tapings, but um, still it was incredible. And I always saw the car parked right outside of the building. It was super cool. So surreal. I think my wife's favorite episode is the Paul McCartney one, but I, I, I really love the Stevie Wonder one. Stevie That's Wonder not- offering to drive is just hilarious. Oh, it's hysterical. <laughs> Jonathan, how'd you get to Quinnipiac? So surprisingly enough, ironically, Quinnipiac was actually, I had four big schools that I wanted to apply to and Quinnipiac was number four. And thankfully I came here, I'm a native of Connecticut and I just wanted to look for a film school specifically that I didn't want to go to a big school that had 60,000 students because I wanted to go to a place that valued my education and it was more personable experience. And then when I toured Quinnipiac, I was just the QUNLA program, student media. That's how I came to Quinnipiac. Um, Best decision I ever made. I'm not just saying that because I'm on the podcast. I think that like being here has changed my life. I feel like every time I go into a class, specifically a communications class, like I feel like my professors value my education. And that's what I wanted four years ago when I was looking at colleges. That's what I wanted. I wanted to have a better enhanced experience than I had in high school that I didn't have the best experience in high school. So I wanted that second chance and I came to Quinnipiac. And so what do you, what do you feel like you've gotten out of the film program? There are so many things that I've gotten out of the film program. Being able to put my dreams in action because it's been my dream since I've been like 15 to go into television and the classes here, like specifically the film classes have prepared me every step of the way. And I've just wanted to be able to get better and get stronger at what I do. And I think the opportunities with the film school, like the film department is endless. And I'm coming back next year to get my master of cinematic production management. And I just think as a whole, like my education has always been accelerated because I've been able to pursue my dreams. I've had the guidance and support of my professors. Like nothing has been too big of a dream to achieve. And where do you see yourself going post Quinnipiac? Give me a, give me like an ideal job five years from now, but then a dream job, a dream career job. Five years from now, I'm so torn on living, being in New York or LA, because when I went to LA, it changed my life. Like I've wanted to go back ever since, but being a homebody and coming from a big tight knit family, I've wanted to stay in New York. So the struggle, the constant internal battle between New York and LA is very real. Ideally, if I had a choice, I'd probably go to LA, um, probably be a development assistant a development executive. Um, and that leads into my dream career. I want to create my own television show from beginning to end, I want to have a 60 minute show, whether it's on Netflix 
Hulu, Paramount Plus. That's the dream. That's always been the dream. And that's what I'm shooting for. I'm shooting for the stars and we'll see where I land. And you are in charge of uh, the dance marathon here at Quinnipiac. Yes, I am on the public relations team. So okay. I'm, yeah, I'm the multimedia chair. Okay. Uh, How did you get involved in the dance marathon? So my, it's more of a cause connection where I wanted to get involved with Youthon because of my medical history and because of growing up and having a lot of hospital stays. It's something where I could give back. But in 2018, so three years ago, I've been on the team since I've been 19. Um, I'm going to be 22 next month. Blows my mind that I've, it's gone by so fast. But basically a few of people I worked with over the summer at orientation, they approached me and they were like, hey, there's an opening. We recommended you. We really think you'd be a good fit. So I interviewed and I got it. And ever since I've been making video content, I've made our campaign video. I've made our recap videos, our just videos highlighting the hospital and the patients and the community at the hospital, but also the Quinnipiac students who are involved and who are on the management team. Um, and it's been a really good way to cultivate my passion for film and my need and want to give back to the community that gave me what I like the care I had as a child, as a child. So I definitely think that being a part of Qthon has been extremely rewarding. I've not only been able to make some of the best friends in the world, but I've also been able to give back and fulfill that passion of mine. You've had some other internships, right? That you're doing uh, remotely, correct? Correct. Tell me about those. So I am a development, a creative development intern at Citizen School Productions in Los Angeles. I was over winter break. I wanted to do one more internship before I graduated. Um, so I applied and it's a very, it's a smaller production company, but I'm getting so much out of it because we do weekly master classes where I'm able to learn more about going into television and how development operates. And they're kind of setting me up. So when I graduate, knock on wood, maybe they'll offer me a job. I don't know, that's what I'm on the track to do. But it's just a really cool experience because I'm able to have that one-on-one -on -one experience with the development executive where I'm interning right under them. They give me work to do, they give me feedback of how I can improve, but they also teach me things that I might not necessarily learn in the classroom, like um, just like small little things that um, I may have missed or I didn't necessarily know or from a course I didn't take. So I definitely thinking, think having a small internship, the one-on-one -on -one experience is so rewarding and I hope that it launches my career. And you're doing this all remotely? Correct. Very cool. All right, Jonathan, give me one thing you're gonna miss from Quinnipiac. I think I'm gonna miss most is the community. I think, as I've mentioned, I didn't have the greatest high school experience. So having the second chance of reinventing myself and being able to be part of a community that values me for who I am and encourages me to be better and puts helps me put my dreams into action is the most important part. The thing I think I'm gonna miss the most because I've created such a community and a life here for myself that saying goodbye isn't gonna be the easiest thing in the world. So. Definitely the community, the mentors, the professors, and the friends I've made here, most definitely. All right, Jonathan, I want to thank you for your time for joining us on Uncommon Grounds. This has been great to catch up. 
And for those of you who are not familiar, we have a show on YouTube called Connect with Chris, where I talk to School of Communications alumni. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Uncommon Grounds. Thank you. It's been great to catch up. That was Chris Rausch interviewing Jonathan Sweeney. On Common Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch, Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by myself, Mike Bachman. A big thank you to Heather Popovics for running our social media pages. And our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. To learn more about all of our podcasts, you can visit qu.edu slash podcast. And you can listen to our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. But be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at qupodcasts. If you have a story to share or something that you want us to talk about, find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews Kat Almeida, a sophomore journalism major and member of the Quinnipiac women's basketball team. Be sure to stay connected, stay informed, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you.